Hello, and welcome to Uncluttered, a podcast where we discuss the connection between faith and organizing. Our focus is not just on how to be organized, but why it's important from a biblical standpoint that we leave the clutter and chaos in our lives behind. Hi, I'm Leanna George. I'm an author and former professional organizer living in Houston, Texas. And I'm Angie Heitch, uh, author and certified professional organizer living in East Tennessee. So are you ready to uh, clear the clutter from your life so you can focus on what matters most? Well, let's dive in. So Leanna, our family of four, my husband Eric and I and our two grown daughters, uh, when the four of us are together, which is pretty rare because they live far away, unfortunately, um, when we try to figure out what to do, there are some things that we can always count on that we agree about. Um, mm -hmm. And two of those things are hiking. We're all always up for a hike. Um, but if the weather's bad, and then another thing that we can always agree on is going to an art museum. Oh. So we like to go to small ones that are local so we can see local artists, you know, with their pieces. But we also like to go to the big famous ones. And um, so when we were in Paris, we were able to go to the Louvre and to see what's probably the most famous piece of art in the whole world, or at least one of them, uh, the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I guess I had a different expectation when I went to it. Um, well, I mean, the first thing I noticed is that if you want to go see the Mona Lisa, you got to very up close at all. You got to get there when the museum opens because it was so crowded. So we're, you know, trying to do our best to see. And um, and so it was neat to be there and to see it. Um, but, you know, we were definitely not uh, not alone. And so it was difficult to, to appreciate it on a detailed level. Um, have you been there to see the Mona Lisa? Yeah, yeah. I went to, uh, when we lived overseas in Europe, um, We I went to Paris quite often because I always had visitors who wanted to go and that was mm -hmm. one of the things they wanted to do. And so, yes, it's very crowded, but if you can get up front, you'll be amazed at exactly how small it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's really surprising. It's true. And, you know, the Louvre has plenty of pieces that, you know, basically take up the whole wall, but the mm -hmm. Mona Lisa yeah. is one of the smaller ones. Um, and so I was reading a little bit about it. And uh, to find out why is it such a big deal in the art mm -hmm. community? And people always talk about Mona Lisa's smile. They, they always yeah. say something about that enigmatic smile, um, mysterious smile. What is she thinking? You know, there's all these stories, conjectures about it. Um, but what I didn't know until I did a little research was that one of the reasons it is uh, so impressive from an artistic standpoint is that it has about 20 layers, really thin layers of paint. And the way uh, Da Vinci did it in such a way that you cannot see any evidence of brushstrokes. Mm -hmm. And so it's a really interesting story when he was working on it. And of course, you know, doing that many layers with, you know, even though it's small, that many layers with a very small brush and it was taking him forever. And his uh, the people that knew him and were knew what he was working on, they were actually kind of making fun of it and just saying, oh, my gosh, that's going to take you forever. You're never going to finish that. And so he was uh, quoted as saying, uh, you know, they are creating portraits, but I am creating a masterpiece. Um, yeah. So somehow he knew that what he was working on was going to be a really big deal. Um, and I was thinking that 
you know, no matter whether we're talking about the Mona Lisa or something even smaller or, or one of those paintings that takes up almost a whole wall, no matter the size of it, it's all done one brushstroke at a time, one tiny step at a time. That's kind of the way almost everything is. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But I think the problem is in our culture, we don't usually concentrate on the small little things like that one small brushstroke and mm -hmm. then another and then another, because we like to use phrases like go big or go home or the bigger, the better, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think our culture and our person, humanity tends to uh, want things, big improvements as quickly yes. as possible, right? We've mm -hmm. got to do it and we've got to do it big, but that's not usually the best approach. If we just try to jump in and make big changes, we might not be getting to the real heart of the issue or identifying the root of the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, we're both authors. And so, you know, we don't write uh, an entire book all in one setting, right? We, um, um, we start with one word. We start, then that, you know, then that builds into a sentence, which builds into a paragraph and then a scene and then a chapter, um, and, you know, then that becomes the 70 to 80,000 word book that I, you know, share with the world. But I started very small. And so mm -hmm. I think, you know, we have to approach things in small measures. But unfortunately, the things of the world and the things of God's word don't always align. Um, and I have found and I'm sure you found this to be true, too, that uh, God's word is completely opposite of the world's principles. Yes, definitely. Right. I mean, in the Bible, things are sometimes completely upside down to what the world says or values, you know, like um, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Mm -hmm. You know, that's completely wrong when you're standing in line here, you know, in the States or wherever you <laughs> <Yeah>. may be. <laughs> it's not how it works. But, you know, but small isn't a bad thing. And in God's economy, he values small and he values mm -hmm. small beginnings. And he knows that we have to be willing start out um, with the tough heart and soul work, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I think that many times we just want to get to it. We just want to, you know, get over the stuff and get to it. Um, but that's why for today's episode, we're using um, a scripture that exemplifies God's heart for small things. And it's uh, Zechariah 410. And it says, do not despise small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And in this passage, Zechariah um, 4, Zerubbabel, who was a descendant of David, was given the task of rebuilding the temple. And like we saw in Nehemiah a few episodes ago, mm -hmm. um, he was uh, faced with one obstacle after another, after another. And the prophet Zechariah had a vision of a menorah and two olive trees. And in the vision, he was instructed to tell Zerubbabel to continue rebuilding in spite of the obstacles, which he compared to mountains. And so Zechariah told the people that God was rejoicing to see the work begin, that Zerubbabel had built the foundation and he could finish the work. Yes. Yeah, so so beautiful, beautiful concept for us to start with today. Yes. Yeah, so the, those small steps. So whether we're talking about, you know, one brushstroke at a time, one word at a time, or, uh, you know, one step at a time. And, it, the same thing is true when it comes to decluttering and organizing. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, you may have, it may have come to your attention that you have some issues with clutter. 
And honestly, the best and most important critical first step is just to make that realization and, you know, to admit it, to own it, and to really examine that um, in, in detail. You know, that, it may not seem like much, just deciding that, figuring out, you know, where it came from, um, what kind of clutter, what the consequences are, all those things. But just making that first decision that you have an issue with clutter and defining it is the perfect foundation. You don't want to just rush, rush in, but you've got to do that heart and soul work. It's, it's the most difficult. You're not going to see like this this big transformation as organizers, we love those before afters, you know, start mm -hmm. with this big old mess and then boom, it's beautiful. But we know that the, the change happens in our minds before any work, uh, successful work is going to happen. So same thing with decluttering and organizing, you've got to set that proper foundation. Yeah. And even if it is hard and difficult, um, it, you know, just like it says in scriptures, you know, when you have your, your foundation built upon the rock, it is very solid, right? And mm -hmm. when you build it on the sand, it's going to crumble. Um, so, you know, build that foundation first, even though it doesn't seem like that would make the most sense when you are stockpiled in clutter, um, but you can really uh, make it um, the distance if you do that. The other thing you need to do is to carefully evaluate um, what kind of clutter you have. We talked about this in previous episodes, but consider not only what kind, but what caused it to develop mm. and what are some of the consequences um, that has that have arisen because of it? Um, because if you don't, um, then it's more likely that it's going to come back. Um, yeah, because absolutely. You the problem. Right, yeah. yeah. And that foundation, and you probably end up coming back to it um, or it's often necessary to come back to it. Let's say you get stalled, you get delayed, some life event happens and you get off track. But if you've set the foundation, you come back and go, oh, that's right. Okay. This is the reason. This is what I'm dealing with. This is why, because I, I listed out and I thought about it and I prayed about the consequences that it has. So let's get back to that foundation and, and back to the work. It's, yeah. it's just so, it's just essential. It is. And it's, a, again, it's a small step, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't necessarily look at small steps as being important, but they truly are. Um, and also know that when you are going through and building the foundation and you're looking inward, um, just know that there are going to be a lot of emotions that you're oh, going to have yeah. to go through, right? Um, there's going to be some regret and some anger. There's going to be grief. There's, you're just going to run through a, a gamut of emotions. Let yourself have that and be okay and sit with it for a while. Mm -hmm. um, because like I said, if you don't, then you're only going to have to circle back around to it, right? Um, so just kind of keep that in mind. And then once we've defined the problem, then we can move on to the next small step. Mm -hmm. And that is making a commitment um, to God and for the strength that we need to do the necessary changes. And so once you're fully equipped to begin the work, you can focus on those crucial steps um, instead of trying to envision the big picture. We can probably you're probably more likely to achieve the end result that you're looking for. Yeah. So, yeah. So once we've we've gotten those first heart work and soul work done and we're ready to uh, okay, ready to take action, we might be tempted to just want to dive in into this huge space and, 
you know, I have to get, get this all done today. And, um, and then well, that, because, you know, that's what happens on TV. They get it done. Yes, in <laughs> exactly. They get it all done in a few days and it's just, it's perfect. It works. Yeah. yeah. But, um, even when you're starting the work, it's still a great idea to start very small. So mm-hmm. you might want to identify. So if you're, if your issue is more in physical clutter of stuff, you might want to just say, all right, I'm going to tackle this one drawer, this one shelf um, in this cabinet, this one side of my closet, just a tiny thing. Because once you make some changes in one area, you see some progress, that's going to fuel you for the next one. So just identifying small things. If you're struggling more with the schedule clutter and your calendar and your to-do list is just cram full of stuff and you're overwhelmed, then instead of saying like, okay, I need to look at my whole time management for my whole life, just say like, okay, let me just look at the next few days. Is there anything that I can simplify? Anything that I can remove here? That, how can I adjust things so I can be more attentive to the people around me, have time to, um, to spend time with God, make those small changes. If you're dealing the most with attention clutter, then you might say, okay, so what is the biggest issue here? Um, is it that I've got a lot of worries? I've got a lot, a lot of things that I need to do and I need to get that into some kind of a list or am I having too much time on my phone? What's one small thing that I can do about this one issue? Um, so picking something small, those small steps will lead to big gains. Yeah. So for this episode, as we often do, we have a free resource for you that you can find on our website, which is uncluttered.faith. You'll find a first steps worksheet that will take you through those foundational questions, uh, give you some space to record your thoughts, to write out a commitment to God and um, write out the types of clutter and, and how they got there and the consequences and, and just a, an intentional um, sheet to, to lead you through that first part. And, and again, you'll find that on our show notes. So, yeah. And I just want to say, you know, the other thing about going in small projects, like you talked about just now is that, um, it helps with the overwhelm, you know, Mm -hmm. when you are decluttering, when you are starting to get organized, you're making a lot of decisions. Am Mm -hmm. I keeping this? What am I going to do with this? What am I going to do about that? Um, and you can get uh, decision fatigue really, really easy. Um, and you can, you know, just start to shut down. So if you are trying to do a big project, you know, it's going to, you're going to feel a lot more overwhelmed. You're going to feel a lot more fatigue. Um, whereas if you try to do something small, you won't face those issues right away. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's kind of like going to the gym. Like I went to the gym today and ladies, my trainer's like, Oh, you're building your endurance, you know? And, uh, and, and she's right. A month ago, I didn't have the same endurance I had today. Oh, nice. Right. But, you know, I'm going to keep going. And, and, and by the end of the next month, my endurance will be even better. And it's the same way with, you know, organizing projects. Start small and build your endurance. And then, you know, then you can, you know, conquer an, a little bit larger space and then you'll have the endurance to build a little bit larger space. Um, and it all start working together, but it's got to build step by step by small little step. Yes. So to wrap up today, um, just remember Zechariah four says, don't despise the small beginnings. And that means small steps. When you approach your organizing one, identifying that you have an issue um, Two, asking yourself, how did I get in this position? 
uh, and make sure you're building that foundation. Third is to, you know, seek God and ask for his commitment um, and strength to help you get through it. And then it's also um, finding those small projects, maybe just a drawer or a part of your closet or one section of the countertop. And um, so that's how you can um, find a success with the big project is by breaking it down into smaller parts. And so we yes. hope that this has encouraged you today um, and giving you some some food for thought, maybe um, that will help you as you conquer your organizing. So that's it for this episode of Uncluttered. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at uncluttered.faith. Um, or if you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us um, at contact at uncluttered.faith. However you want to touch out to us, we uh, would love to connect with you. Yeah. And keep in mind throughout all this, and, and we say this a lot, I mean, it's totally true that we are on your team. We really want to help you succeed. So if you are stuck somewhere, something is not making sense, you just can't figure out how to get past this, whatever this obstacle is, drop us a line, uh, send us an email, contact at uncluttered.faith. We would love to help you work through those things. We have seen in our clients' lives and in our own lives how freeing it can be when we unclutter. We really can focus on what matters most. It's so true. So thank you so much for being listeners. Um, reach out to us. We'd love to have you share what we're what we're talking about. If it's brought value to you, think of someone else that it can bring value to. So until next time, remember, an uncluttered life is an abundant life.